0: Hi friends, it's VP here, sipping on a little coffee, it's like 9.45, April 6, 2020, um, we are all in the great quarantine of the COVID-19, so no better time than now, nor have I ever had more time than now to get started on some shit I've been wanting to do for a while, one of those things being um, my podcast. So what's my podcast going to be on? Whatever the fuck I want to talk about, because my brain's all over the place. Sometimes I might hit you with some spiritual shit. Sometimes I might hit you with some baby daddy shit. Sometimes I might hit you with some no good nigga shit. Sometimes I might hit you with some black queen, black king shit. Sometimes I might hit you with a little ritual shit, some shit that'll get your mind right. Um, so let's just keep it open. Let's not put boxes on ourselves. Does that work for everyone? Yeah, so I'm with most of the American crew that is blessed enough to work from home. So I'm actually able to talk to you guys, get this podcast going all while I am also working and replying to emails. So if you hear a little clickety clack, that's because I actually have work to do. So I'm going to definitely multitask here. So at first I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I don't know. I literally have no idea where this is going to go. We're just going to kind of let it go where it goes because so many times don't we not start shit because we don't have a plan, you know, we don't have a fully executed plan. So we just don't even want to get started. What happened to like innovation and like just doing shit on a whim, you know, because you just wanted to. I hear all these people um, all the time like talking about these amazing, brilliant, million dollar ideas that they have. And the people that are saying them, I see the worth and the value in them. I see the ability in them to do that. And um, I still struggle with seeing it in myself. So I think it's like really boils down to we all want something to be like on a major scale right away when we really need to get comfortable with having you know a dedicated audience that just supports you and fucks with you for real so I think that's kind of where I'm going to go with my podcast is I have no direction I have no category it's just going to be VP rambling about VP shit so let's think about what's happened to me in the past few days. So, drink something, guys. When you hear that pause, I'm definitely drinking something. So, um, this past weekend, I did something that was super hard for me mentally. And um, that was send my kids um, to be with their dad for the summer. Um, he's in Ohio. I'm in Arizona um we were married for 14 years we've been divorced for 1 year so very crazy year emotional roller coaster to say the least um a lot of adjustments being made a lot of new lessons being learned um a lot of new ways of dealing with multitude of situations so, um, anyone out there who is a single parent, anyone who is divorced, anyone who is, um, you know, dealing with co parenting in general, I can pretty much relate to that. So, um, I had a really rough couple days, um, leading up to the trip of me going to drop them off. I was just like an emotional wreck, crying and just like. You know, obviously thinking about all the negatives of how, um, you know, I won't be there and I, I'm i not even going to go through the mental anguish that I put myself through um, and relive that and rehash that because what I ended up realizing was that I wasn't really upset about those things. I was upset about not being able to be in control of what excuse me, of what was going to be going on with my kids. And it all of a sudden made all of these crazy psychotic baby mamas um, a little bit more relatable. Um, I'm not saying I can fully relate, but I realized that that sense of like feeling like I wasn't going to be in control of what my kids were doing, saying, eating, blah, 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 was making me more emotional than, and it was, it was drowning out the actual fact that they were going to be with their dad, who they miss and who they haven't seen in a long time and who they want to hug from and who they want to tell stuff to and... They want to go to their old room and they want to be in their room and their space and they want to see their friends and their family. I was letting all of my selfish emotions clout all the positive things that were going to be happening for my kid. And so um, that brought me into a deeper thought because it made me sad for all the kids that have to be in a co-parenting relationship where the mother or the father isn't able to see what benefit, what joy, and what like excitement lies on the other end with their other parent. Sometimes we get so caught up in like what we feel, what we want for them, what we think is best um, that it clouds all the other things. It's not that you're not thinking about it or that you don't care, obviously you care. Um, It's just that you have allowed all of these other thoughts to become more prominent and in the forefront than what your kids actually need. And so maybe that's what we're going to let's go ahead and let this fucking podcast go there then, you know, so um, I see a lot of women out there that punish their kids because they want to punish their baby daddy. And, um, in a way I get it, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some motherfuckers out there that fucking deserve to be punished. Let's keep it real. Like they're mean, they have no respect. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand where you're coming from. They might not be helping out financially. They might not be, um, there for you at all in any way. Maybe there for the kids in and out when they want to be. So there's a lot of different scenarios that alter, you know what I mean? um how certain situations are dealt with but at the end of the day what doesn't change is that every single scenario every single day every single chance you get to have a positive impact on your kid's life you have to let that outweigh any other feelings that you have you just have to um because That's what really matters at the end of the day and that's what you're really fucking up if you don't allow yourself to not get caught up in what that feels like for you. You have to allow your child's life experience to override how you feel. Because the thing is, your kid doesn't know how many times their dad didn't send money for school clothes or school supplies or, you know, they may have they may know a few times that they fell through on plans or this or that. But the reality is that they still love them the same amount. Your love for their father or their mother may have changed your respect, your loyalty. All of that may have changed for you, but they their eyes still see the same amazing hero that they've been seeing since they were born. And you as a parent have no right to change that view for them. You have absolutely no right to influence them in a negative way towards the other parent. That's not your job. Your job is actually the opposite. Your job is to remember all of those amazing things about the other parent and feed those things into your children. Your job is to put your feelings to the side and still see that person as a parent, not as the person that hurt you, not as the person who fell through on this or didn't come through on this because a lot of times it's done out of vindictiveness but there's other times when they just can't do it and sometimes you just have to accept that both of you can't do it at that time and one of you has to figure it out and since you're the one with the actual child in your physical presence that lies on you a lot of the times that sucks yes it does still not the kid's fault. Because at the end of the day, when you get upset enough at the other parent to affect any type of relationship or visitation between the child and the other parent, you're taking that out on your child, not on the other parent. So as hard as it may be, and I understand it may definitely well be hard, um, you never want to prove a point at the expense of your child's emotional connection with their other parent it's detrimental and it honestly will kick you in the ass one day because that will come back um those kids will have questions and they will want to know and so um I just ask that you know really think about some things before you do it really ask yourself why you're doing that so often we want to make a decision right away rashly It's okay to say, hey, give me a minute, I need some time. And think that shit all the way through. And never think about it in the benefit of you or the other parent. Always think about it from your child's point of view. It's very rare that an adult can say, I had a perfect childhood. There was nothing that happened that was hurtful or painful. So there has to be some way you can relate to pain, hurt, sorrow, loss, Um, and being a child while experiencing it. It's a very vulnerable state because, um, you know, you're not in control of any part of your life. You have to do whatever people tell you to do. And with that being said, um, you know, that's, think about that. I kind of like just got caught in that thought right now like so I can't I'm like picturing like imagine right now you yourself I mean we're all kind of like quarantine per se so we kind of have this feeling of like damn I can't do what I want to do I want to go to Target I want to go to TJ Maxx I want to go here I want to go there I can't I'm restricted until they tell me I can go so as a child that's how your whole life is you can't Do anything you want to do without someone else's permission. Even you can't even love your other parent. When you're in these two household situations, if you don't have two grown up adults that are working and fighting for the betterment of the child and not themselves, then you have children that are literally waiting for permission to love their other parent that just like put a pit in my stomach it made me feel really sad like it made me almost want to made me nauseated that's so sad I can relate in the aspect of like my mom personally had a drug problem and when I was growing up and so you know, I would be with my grandparents a lot, and they those were her parents, so I can only imagine the emotional turmoil they were going through now that I'm a grown adult with my own children. I can kind of put myself in their position a little bit more, um, but, you know, there would be times when they were frustrated with her, and I would hear them talking out of frustration, obviously, and they would say negative things about my mom. And that would make me as a child at that time feel like I had to feel that way too. And that's not fair. Because that child loves you and they see all the things you're doing to make sure that they're okay. So if they hear you then talking negatively about the other parent, then they almost feel like they have to too in order to stand up for you. And you never want to put them in that position where they feel like they're standing up for you. Because they're your child. They don't have to stand up for you. You stand up for them. Think about that, you know? Um, There are plenty of times I was frustrated about my ex and I wanted to say a whole bunch of shit and I would call my brother or my sister or, well, usually that's it, my brother or my sister um, to vent and I would get in my car and drive to make that call. Because kids hear everything. So I didn't want anything that I had negatively to say about their dad at that time to affect how they felt about their dad. Because let's be honest, how I was feeling was temporary anyways. We would eventually work past those things. But kids don't understand that yet. They can't just move past some shit that they heard you say about their dad or their mom. That stays with them for life. So me getting in my car and taking a 20, 30 minute drive while I'm going blah, 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 blah to my brother or my sister or whoever, you know, like that was worth my child's that was worth their their mental well-being. That was worth me purifying and protecting and preserving that relationship that they have with their father, because at the end of the day, no matter what happens between their father and I. The love he has for them is pure and genuine, just as it was the first day he laid eyes on them. And so I had to remember that. Um, and I couldn't selfishly try to take that from my kids. You know, so I'm glad that this conversation went there. And I hope that whoever hears this message is able to hear it in a loving tone, because that's definitely the message I'm de- the way I want to. Um, deliver this message but in short to summarize it all let's remember that our children deserve love respect they deserve loyalty and they deserve to be thought about in these situations and they deserve their feelings to be considered more than an adult's feelings in this situation so they're not just kids and they're humans they feel shit they hurt they they think about things they get depressed too um they're put in situations they never should have to be put into and so let's try to remember that when we're dealing with them let's remember that they might not be infants they might not be sleeping in a crib anymore but they're just as delicate You remember how when your baby was first born, how gently you dealt with their head because they had a soft spot. They still have that soft spot. They just have two now. They have one in their heart and they still have the one on the top of their head. And you have to deal with both of them with the same amount of love and care and tenderness. Because when those are damaged, we create damaged adults. And healing a damaged adult can take an entire lifetime of suffering and a sweet little moment at the end of finally breaking through that. So whatever we can do as parents to delay that or prevent that It is our job, it is our duty, and in my opinion, it is our full responsibility to make sure that we lay down a foundation for them that is full of love, consideration, respect, loyalty, and devotion. Because they didn't ask to be here. Think about the damage you had to work through and how long it took you to get through that. Do you want to leave that with your children and add on to it? Because whatever emotional baggage you have right now, you are passing that on to your children. I hope you realize that. That low self-confidence you have, you're passing that on to your daughter and your son. The low momentum you have to go out and get it, to get your grind on, to get your hustle on, you're passing that on to your child. That gossiping and that talking shit about people, you're passing that on to your child. Being obsessed with those men and what they do, you're passing that on your vanity, making sure your lashes are done, makeup's done to a T, and, you know, you're keeping up appearances, you're passing that on to your child. That materialistic lifestyle that you're living and that you're promoting through the music you're playing for them and you know, the clothes you put on their back and the shoes you put on their feet, you know, um, you're passing that on to your child. You are showing them that that's what's important. And all of that's fine and well, but in balance, right? That can't be all it's about. I always tell my daughter, being pretty on the outside is great. But being pretty on the inside is what matters. And I wonder how many people are still teaching their daughters that. You know, I, I myself, you know, growing up, I definitely was uh, super confident. Still am. Thank you. Um, I definitely think... That's a great quality. So I don't want anyone to feel like I am portraying anything other than that. But I would tell my mom, like, oh, my God, mom, don't I look so cute today? And she would say, yeah, on the outside, you look amazing. But what are we looking like on the inside? And I love that I had a mom like that. I love that I had a mom that would check me and bring me back to reality. Because you can look as pretty as you want to look on the inside, I mean on the outside. But if you're not working on that inside, the outside doesn't matter because eventually those two things match up. We all know that super pretty girl from high school that you see her now and you're like, whoa, what the fuck happened? Her mom probably wasn't teaching her how to be very pretty on the inside. And those demons eventually take over. The Lord says, You know my children by their fruit. So I'll just leave that at that. You know my children by their fruit. What fruit do they produce? What fruit do the people around you have? What fruit do you have? What do you do with your fruit? Anyone ever been around a citrus tree? I'm from the Southwest, so we have lemon trees, we have orange trees, grapefruit trees, all the citrus you could think of. And growing up, we had, I think, three or four grapefruit trees in the backyard. And I mean, so much would grow on there that you, there's no way to consume it all. So some of it would just rot in the kitchen because no one ate it fast enough. You'd find some rotted on the ground. What are you doing with your fruit? When my mom started finding all this rotted fruit all over the place, um, she was... um, constricted to a walker at this time so she couldn't drive or anything so she was mainly at home all day and um she said man I need to find something to do it she's like I just feel bad that all this fruit is going to waste and when you were sitting at the kitchen table you could see right out to the backyard you could see all the trees and everything and one day she's sitting at the kitchen table reading the newspaper drinking her water and she sees her trees just going crazy And she's like what the heck so she walks out there with her walker and she sees little like hands grabbing at her fruit and she's all hey there and, and they got scared and she said, Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, so sorry. And she gets her way over there and she sees that it's two homeless people. And she said, Don't you dare be sorry. Do you need some more bags? <laughs> Some of y'all caught that. Some of y'all didn't. Do you need some more bags? That's how God is in our life. It makes me emotional thinking about it. But, um, you know, God had given her fruit tr- citrus trees that were in such abundance, you know, that um, she had such overflow that it was rotting. And she could have sat on that, but no, she asked God, she said, I wish I had something to do with all of this overflow that I have. I want to give it to someone else. But I'm constricted to this walker, so I can't physically go out and give it to someone. But how God works is that he sent those in need directly to her because she wanted to help. So he told them where to go. God directs every footstep. So if you want the fruit and you tell God you want the fruit, he knows the person who's praying with open arms and open hands that want to pass on the fruit. That won't tell you to stop, but will ask you, do you need another bag so that you can carry more? we should be fruit trees for our children. We should be citrus trees for our children. When we make that decision to be a parent, we should start to work on the inside. We should start fertilizing our roots. We should start watering ourselves so that we produce so much fruit that there's an overabundance so much overabundance that our kids are so full and they're so fed that we're able to feed those who are hungry and we don't have to stop. We can tell them, do you need another bag to carry more fruit? Some of y'all will get that metaphor because it's for you. And for those that it's not for, maybe you can listen at another time and it might be for you then so let's hope that my podcast can fertilize some trees so that we can start to produce a lot more fruit I'm praying for all you guys praying for myself stay healthy stay aware but stay away from fear as well This isn't a time to fear. Today I saw a mantra from my girl, Umber Khan, and I had to write it down myself and keep it as a reminder. And I'm going to close my podcast with it today. Now repeat after me. Many forms of abundance rush at me as I sit in gratitude for my health and well-being many forms of abundance rush at me as i sit in gratitude for my health and well-being listen my friends all you have to do is sit in gratitude and wealth and abundance will come your way My grandmother was sitting at her kitchen table that day when she heard the rustling in her fruit trees. Thank God she had taken care of them so well. Because since she had taken care of them so well, she was given the opportunity to be able to feed some of God's children off of her own fruit tree. May we all be as blessed as that woman was.